Yo, 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 yo. Mm. All the spinners, put your butts down, all the spinners. Hit me up now. Yo, what y'all know about that? It's that me. Yo, what up, Tank? What's going on, man? What's been poppin'? Hey, we got a real special guest today. Man, we got a really, really dope guest hey, on the show hey, today. This man, man is an icon. Right. An icon, a legend in himself. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm real excited to be a part of this show today, man. <laughs> right, man. Me too, man. Um, Through My Eyes with One-Eyed Willie is available on Apple's podcast app or wherever you go to get your podcast. You know what I'm saying? Before we get into that, um, I wanted to ask you a couple of things, though, Tank. Okay. Um, what's been going on? How your week been for you? Man, my week's been pretty good, man. You know, Working hard or hardly working? Both. Both. <laughs> Just trying to stay afloat, man. Yeah, see, you... Uh, well, you couldn't hit too many yards this week. It was raining. Nah, man. that rain has been messing me up, man. A lot of things have been going on. You know, that weather's up and down. Right. It's real hot, too hot, and then that rain keeps coming in, making it real humid, so yeah. you know how that is. It's been crazy out there, man. What new music you spinning? Dave East, man. You spinning that new Dave East. That Karma that, 3 just that dropped karma, today. That yeah, karma I checked 3. some of that out today. It's, it, he, he definitely nice. I listened to the whole album, man, start to finish, man. It's like that. Um, You know Nas dropped a new track, too. Nah, I didn't know that. Nas dropped something today, and then I seen that. Uh, um, Snoop. Snoop dropped something, but then I think he was he did something for Nipsey, didn't he? Yep, yep. And then also uh, Drake Drake dropped something too with Lil Durk. Yep. That's all right. That's all right. Little track as well. How you think about that Karma Three? Man, that Karma Three hard. You know I'm a Dave East fan. Yeah. Though, he so. uh he redid um him and Trey Songz redid it. Uh, that diplomats, man. Man, so, I gotta go back and check that one. I haven't crazy. got to that one yet, but I did check majority of it out that, uh, today while I was at work. You know, just jamming or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You been checking that BET Chronicles out? Yeah. They had uh, No Limit on there, man. You know, Pete was Pete was Pete was the man back when I was like, you know, ninth, yeah. tenth grade. Like No I Limit. I was like, I was like five, six. They was doing their thing. Going yeah, my, my pops had all the No Limit, man. Every yeah. masterpiece, mystical, man, listen. all of that. We used to send our homeboys who was a little bit older. We was at Knox. We used to send our homeboys. They used to leave on lunch. And uh, they'll go cop the CDs for us and could bring it back to us. They were able to leave, go to the PX, yep. and they'll come back and drop the CDs yep. off to us. So we'll get all the CDs right then and there, too, yep. as soon as yep. they drop. The other one I saw was uh, that Rough Riders and that Rough Riders one. Yeah. The big thing that I seen from that, that I, that I like from it, is the whole Jay-Z uh, wiping out that twelve million dollar debt that they had. Yeah, that's that's heavy, man. See, a lot of people don't know about some of the stuff that uh, that Jay be doing, but they he automatically get all the hate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But he he wiped that twelve million dollar debt from him. That's major. Yeah, that's real major, man. You know that's loyalty in itself, right there, man. Mm-hmm. What about NBA? What you what you got, man? Uh, I'm gonna ride with the Lakers, man. You ride with the Lakers? I gotta ride with my man LeBron, man. You see, you see, you see that boy Dang. Look at Beasy back there talking about hey, the king. Hey, I seen Dang. Dang dollars. Hey, but uh, Trailblazers, man, they've been sneaking up on people, man. Hey, they doing, they definitely out there doing their thing. How man. you feel about it though? Who you man, riding with? Hey, I don't really have a team. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I always had players. My favorite player was Allen Iverson. You know okay. what I mean? So I was always an Iverson fan. Right now, 
You know what I'm saying? I like LeBron. You feel me? I like LeBron. So I'm a, I, I ride with the Lakers and with Bron. You know I don't think saying? they going to make it. Gonna, but then if I say that, then everybody say I'm a bandwagon yeah, and jumping yeah. on and this, that, that, yeah. and the third. So I, ain't I don't gonna know. Lie. I might can't say that. I'm that guy. I'm a bandwagon, you man. Bandwagon. Wherever Bron go, I'm, a, I'm going too. Man. <laughs> man, I seen um, I seen the come up corner drop this week. They had Chino Wap on there. Chino Wap did that? numbers. He did, did numbers? numbers. He That's did crazy up. numbers. And Instagram still jumping as we speak hey, right man, now. I man. noticed that it was a lot of shorties jumping on the Instagram yeah. portion of it. You know what I'm saying? And they was doing their thing. So yeah, I mean it's definitely that was definitely something dope. Season man. two is gonna be real heavy, man. I man, can't I'm wait for season two. I, I'm ready for season. I'm ready for season two to, to to go down. I think that's gonna be it's gonna be heavy. Okay, so since you've been watching the Come Up Corner, who's your favorite artist that you've seen so far? My the favorite artist that I've seen so far on the Come Up Corner. So far, you know, when it comes to, when it came to to, to some of the stuff, I want to say I like Rose the Baby. Okay. I liked his song that he did, but when it came to the performance part and the song, ain't nobody touched Cruzy yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cruzy, she she really did her thing. So yeah. I, I really like the energy, the energy that she brought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and her performance portion of it. So it was real cool. I thought that was I can dope. I can agree with you on that one, man. We 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 right there, neck and neck with the you same answer. So cool, cool. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say this to you guys. Um, by the time y'all hear this episode, we will have completed the back to school backpack drive through. Um, that's going down this weekend. Uh, August the 15th over at Freeman Lake. Um, I know we will see a lot of familiar faces out there this weekend as we all prepare for the 2020-21 school season. You know, they just announced um, how the school was going to be, Hardin County's going back to school, so on and so forth. But um, on behalf of 25-8 Networks, I would like to say thank you to all of the community sponsors for making this drive a success. A few weeks ago, I had a young lady on the ep on episode 14, Real Conversations with a King. Let's all give her a round of applause for coming through to when she came through 25-8 Network Structure, and she added her knowledge, skills, and abilities to everything that we had going on. And without her, I don't know what this backpack drive would look like. So, like I said again, let's give another round of applause for that and make sure we see you guys over at the Backpack Drive this weekend. Uh, and that's 25-8. We're doing, we're going we gonna to try to make something happen and get back to the community. But as I move on, on episode 19, we have a guy that has spent his time traveling the world as a military service member, all while still having his hands in on the music business. This guy has written and recorded many records as an artist and also lent his pen game to create records for a few people. He signed a deal with Wicked, Wicked Wax Records and went on his first European music tour as well in 1998. Right now, this man spends his mornings going on bike rides or working out listening to David, listening to the David Banner podcast or some of the latest, or some of the latest music that's out all while connecting the dots with his company, Musician Taylors. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today, and we have the big homie Chevy blessing the show. What's up, Chevy? 
Hey, what's going on, Will? What's been going on with you? Man, I'm cooling, man. I like been treating you. That's lovely, man. I'm blessed. I can't even complain. Man, How about yourself? Man, it's all good, man. You see, I'm out here working, man. We still on the grind trying yeah. to make it happen. Man, I'm so proud of y'all, what y'all building here, man. Appreciate and that, continue man. To, continuing to the build. Yeah, you know? we in, that, we in yeah. the whole grassroots effort, so we trying to make something happen, so we, we, we just constantly building. Yeah, for sure. Constantly sure. building. One thing I always ask my guests who come on the show, um... How have you managed the whole uh, COVID-19 and the whole quarantine thing? Uh, I actually been managing well. Uh, it's actually been a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. Gave me a time to slow down and really, you know, right. uh, kind of, you know, realign my energy and all that right, good right, stuff. Right. You know, uh, spend more time with the family. Mm -hmm. Only only bad thing about quarantine is, you know, spending time with my son. So yeah. that kind of, you know, he's quarantined with his, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the only Damn, but other than that, I, you know, a lot of planning, a lot of moving around, still safely though. You That's know what's so, up, man. You still um, gotta keep, yeah. keep putting your feet to the ground, moving around, and making it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said in the introduction, I've been seeing you going crazy with the bikes. You know what I'm saying? You've been mm -hmm. getting out. You've been mm -hmm. using this as a form of exercise, cardio, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what made you pick up cycling? Uh, I actually kind of already did, uh -huh. but I, I'm a runner. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm older now. You know, the yeah. knees start. You know. <laughs> Can't yeah. move, you know, like you used like to, you, you know. To. So getting on a bicycle, a little more freedom, you can go a little further, uh -huh. you know, and just you know ride around the city, you know, find new things to do, you know. So what what type of bike you got? A special bike, or you just nah, got just, a regular? Actually, one? beyond which, I found that bike at uh, this thing called Play It Again Sports for under a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. The swing too, but that's like a two hundred dollar bike you buy a brand new. Man, that's crazy. Cause yeah. I was just talking to this lady at work, um, uh, Shelby, mm -hmm. and she was telling me. That you know, there's bikes that ride like Mercedes Benzes, and these things cost up in thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of dollars. And they super lightweight. You can get all type of different yeah. attachments to go on them. Yeah. Um, would you Would you eventually think you'll get one of them type of bikes? Or are you gonna oh, stick to nah, them? Nah, I go get me a photo box Chevy for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and, you know, if, if, if I if it's continue to grow on me, I might. But other yeah. than that, nah. nah. Keep I'm cool with that right there. That's what I said. I said, I seen Chevy yeah. out there ride, man. I said, I hit yeah. Chevy up on the ground. I'm like, man, yeah. I got to give me a bike, man. Yeah, man. It's that's my next thing. I'm like, that's my next investment. I'm going to give me a little beach cruiser. Yeah. That way I can get out there and do the same thing. Man. I can get that cardio in a different Fun type of way. for the whole family. Get one for the whole family. Take yeah. them out. You know. Yep. Can't beat that. Yep. What's up, Tank? You gonna get you a bike, man? Yeah, you gonna go man. on some little bike rides, yeah, man? Yeah, we can yeah. definitely get it. You know, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Man, you went to the Sunday gym with me one time, man. <laughs> man. I ain't been back. I ain't been back. You I can explain right. on that, you though, can man. We All right, we gonna have we gonna have to talk about yeah, that. We, we gonna, gonna talk about that when we talk that. Yeah, man. All right, all right, all right, cool. I'm gonna give you a pass on that. Don't forget. You you owe twenty two push ups too. You was nah, late. Nah man, late. nah man. You owe you owe thirty nine man. I get my I'm gonna get it in. I get it in. Man, Chevy, the last time I saw you, um, it was earlier. Was it earlier this year down at uh, John Woo's Producers Corner? Yep. Yeah. And what you think about that platform? I love it, man. Like, I love it too. Yeah, that's 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 smart. That's uh, creative, and it brings people together. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. You know, if you lead there don't make any contact that's kind of like your fault but other than that it's like really you know got to stay in the mix you know what i'm saying come to places like producer corner mm -hmm. 25a studio right you know stay in the mix right you know? gotta stay in that mm -hmm. mix definitely gotta stay in the mix well before we continue going mm -hmm. on down the down that line um i like to take it back and get everybody's backstory so we're gonna mm -hmm. rewind it back for a little bit 
Um, where were you for the people who don't know? I know, I know the people in the room know, but where were you born and raised? I was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yep. What was life like growing up in Hattiesburg? It's actually fun, man. It was like I grew up in a section called the Quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, every city has their little slum, little ghetto right, right, across right. the track. Uh-huh. I stayed across the track in a place called the Quarters. <laughs> Okay. And uh, it was like a village, man. Everybody mm-hmm. took care of each other. You know, okay. if you uh, you cutting up before you get home, you know what I'm saying? It's already told, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that phone call I already made. So, you know, we policed each other up, you know what I'm saying? We, we you know, as a, as a village. Man, you know that's what's up. Man. So, that's Chevy, good. for people that don't know, how did you get your name? That's a good question. I think, be honest, you know, uh, L Boogie, Lauren. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I had like two Chevrolet. And she asked me one time, she was like, is that the only car you know how to drive? <laughs> and I was like, I said, I guess, you know, and she thought kind of, you know, and I kind of like ran with it. You oh, know okay, so that's that. how you, man, see, yeah. I always thought, I was like, man, it must be be one of them things. You must have had box Chevys growing yeah. up back in the day, uh, all of that, and you was just a Chevy man. So I figured they gave you Chevy growing up, but oh. Lauren actually gave you that, huh? I think so, if I can <laughs> recollect, but... I mean, my, my my brother over there, uh, Tex, he he knew me when I had that old purple truck. <laughs> so I think I remember when you had that. Was it a purple? Did you yeah. have an orange one too? Nah, it was purple. It yeah, was, I think I, I remember. It was, that. It was actually about. It was called magenta. It's about the color of that. I'm ashamed to say it now, but okay. it is what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it's still the same way, but I read um, down in Hattiesburg. That there's two sides. There's a side for the black people, then there's a side uh, that was reserved for the white people. Um, is it still like that, or has that city evolved? Oh, we definitely evolved. It's uh, we the you know we the majority now for yeah, okay. on that end. But growing up, definitely wasn't like that. University of Southern Mississippi, predominantly white. Um, of course, you know now it's. Uh, it's like a smorgasbord now. Okay. A lot of people move there because it's like a retirement city. Okay. City now. I got a, a little base there called Camp Shelby. We got the University of Southern Mississippi and uh, William Carey. How many, yeah. how, how big is the, uh, is Hattiesburg? How many people you say there? Probably now, population, probably about 60,000. Okay. Yeah, we grew, I think we grew Man, a couple. Yeah, yeah. After I'll, Hurricane Katrina, okay, it kind of so like, gotta, okay. we got an yeah, influx yeah, yeah, yeah. of, uh, you know, people. So. Okay. So, also, Mobile Street. What does that mean? Uh, what, what does that mean to you and others from Hattiesburg? Uh, the birthplace of rock and roll, blues. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't really give out credit because they don't know the history, but Hattiesburg is like a, uh, it's a staple. It was a staple back in the days. It was like a Chitlin Circuit stop. Okay. So, all the major acts like B.B. King, um, Red Fox, Ike Tina Turner, all of them came through there. They had to stop. That's like a major hub. Kind of like Louisville. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, with, did did your any of your uh, like your parents or your grandparents or anybody ever see any of any of them yes. out there? Yes. Yes. We had a famous club in Palmer's Crossing called the Hi Hat. Okay. Everyone. <laughs> everyone had to stop there yeah. during that time because you know, of course, we couldn't only we only could go to certain you know. Okay. okay. Well, they not me. They uh-huh. could only go to certain uh, clubs and venues back then. So. Uh, the hi hat club was was one of the staples that you had to uh, stop at. Okay, so Chevy, growing up in Mississippi as a kid, how was it? It was lovely. Man. How did music influence you growing up in Mississippi? Blues. Um, first heard rap, I guess, when some of the cousins come from California, mm-hmm. they'll bring back like NWA and things of that nature. So 
Uh, but it was like a mix because a lot of blues festivals down there, a lot of jazz festivals, kind of close to New Orleans, you right. know. So uh, music is a, a, a definitely a major part of Mississippi, and we got a rich history in it. I seen, I, yeah, you you all definitely have a rich history. <laughs> um, I seen that Mo, Mobile Street also served as one of Mississippi's most important hubs mm -hmm. for Black entrepreneurship, professional life, and and activism. That's true. That whole strip was mm -hmm. like um, Tulsa. That's what I was going to say. That was that's yeah, what I was, that was my next question. Yeah, Do you think it was on the on the way to be like a Tulsa, Oklahoma? It, it actually it was it in was? the '60s. Okay. Like it was predominantly like you get your cleaners, your groceries, the clubs, everything was on that right one there. little strip. And they had a secondary spot across town called Dab Street, mm -hmm. and that's the same. You know, kind of had the same thing, but Mobile was more of the you know uh more popular back then is there any other historical landmarks or events or anything like that 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 you could put us up on game about about Hattiesburg yeah I'm not proud to say that Forrest County is Forrest I can't remember he's like the the leader of the Ku Klux Klan uh -huh. Forrest something you know Forrest Gump movie Hold on. so General Forrest something I can't remember his last name have you ever <laughs> seen um it's this show called it's a show this guy does interviews it's called um soft white belly soft mm. white underbelly or yeah I think I it's think soft white underbelly or something like that mm. he had one of I think this guy was from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I think he was a great. He was from Hattiesburg. I think he was a great yeah, wizard. And he mm -hmm. was on. He was on the show when he was yeah. talking about. He was talking about that. Yeah. It was crazy you said that because mm -hmm. I remember seeing that show and it made me think. I said, man, that's where Chevy from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I know that's yeah. heavy down there. Is it, yeah. is it still kind of have that influence there? Well, you you see it in certain areas. You feel it. You know, growing uh -huh. up in Mississippi, you you definitely feel the tension of race everywhere you go. So it kind of prepares you for when you go throughout the world uh -huh. you you can feel it coming i right. hate to say it you know but it's a, it's like a six cent right you know so uh but we have a lot going on down there other than that like of course you know when when i'm had what brett Favre and all these other people come out of there so it's, it's growing it's flourishing and, and it's slowly changing okay That's slowly good. changing always always good for mm -hmm. it to evolve no. So growing up, was Chevy the only child, or did you have any other siblings? And if yes. so, where did you fall? I fell fourth. Okay. I had, uh, I say, I got two sisters, Tamika and Tammy, uh, my brother Carlos, rest in peace, uh, and my little brother Jason. Okay. And my brother Carlos was killed in New Orleans, '94. Okay. During the uh, Murder Capital World mm -hmm. type oh, of deal. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Did he move out there, or was he nah, living out there? his mom was out there. Oh, his mom. Step brother okay. out. Yeah. So uh, he lived in the Florida projects. So I used to go there every summer. That's kind of where I got my city. Okay. You know, I guess city swag, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. You've seen everything you could see down there. So yeah. So. How was it going out there during them times? It was actually fun because, of course, it's rich in music too. Yeah. But for sure. very dangerous. Yeah. You know. So you would yeah. always hear about how dangerous New Orleans yeah. was back during that time. Man. Yeah, it was rough. It's still. Yeah, I hate to say it, it's still kind of like that. So yeah. just got to be careful everywhere you go these days. So yeah, always mm -hmm. anywhere you go, little yeah. baby. <laughs> well, y'all listen to that little baby. I hear what he said. On that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so growing up, what did your mother and father do for a living? Uh, my dad was a truck driver. Okay. And my mom was a caretaker. Okay. Yeah. 
That's what's up. So that's what they did to make ends meet. So your pops was on the road a lot, or did he? Was he, he on one of those ones where he was still back every night? He did on the road a little bit, and then you know he was back local. You know okay, doing his little local thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. So what they did, what they, what your parents did, did you ever want to fall in and down in the same footsteps, or did you decide you wanted to go take it and do something totally different? Well, um, I struggled a lot in school, so. Uh -huh. <laughs> Definitely one of my strong points. I barely made it out. Yeah. So I knew like on the option was the military. Like and my mom, she was you know, during the time when I was about to graduate, or thought I was gonna graduate. So it was like I right, come home, start seeing armor brochures and yeah. Maru and, and, and Marine brochures on. Yeah, you can come home, you know, you gotta you gotta do something, you gotta get up out of here. Right. So, you know, start looking toward the military, so so what high school did you attend down in Hattiesburg? Hattiesburg, huh? Hattiesburg we only had one high school in that city. So. Was that was your high school predominantly black or was it a mixture? It was a mixture, okay. probably half and half. Yep. Any play any sports? I played basketball, but didn't didn't make the team. Uh, you played, but you didn't make the squad. What <laughs> yeah. position did you like to play? Point guard. Point guard. Yeah. Man, every time we bring some movies, I always got some <laughs> got some people in the back who say they hoopers. I know Calvin there. That's why I wore my blue today. Man, listen, I still have yet. I still have I know yet I'm coming to, see, to the blue house, you know what I'm saying? I still have yet to see Calvin on the court do anything. I seen him dunking on some kids. I seen him dunking on some kids. I just see him dunk on the man. court, man. If kids is on there, he gonna dunk man. on your son or your nephew yeah. or or a little baby or something, but he ain't gonna he ain't gonna yeah, really play, man. Yeah, man, we gotta see what's going on, man. I don't know. That feels character though. Man, we gotta go to real court, Beasy. You only one who know how to shoot on that gold out there. And the ball is flat, he, man. He's trying to set man. us up. Right. Home court advantage. Right. <laughs> I see. So you really do. So you play. Well, you played basketball, but you yeah. didn't make the team. How was your basketball team? Your school basketball team? Did they do anything? Uh, not really. We. I think they made it like maybe semifinal. Oh, yeah. If that get knocked off, you know, I don't think they ever made a state championship yet. You know, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So down south, I'm from down south to mm -hmm. Alabama. So one thing that I noticed that down there playing in the band in the south versus playing in the band up here is totally different. So it was like a major thing to play in the band. Did you play any instruments? Did you do any of that while you was in school? Played in the band. Drum cap. Drunk captain? Mm -hmm. Okay. Pretty good on the snares. You know, yeah. Quad. So did y'all do the did you do the marching thing? Yep. And y'all used to do did y'all do like the, the, the latest it was, songs? It was more traditional. Okay. Until my last year. That's and then we got like, you know, I had seven changing of the guards and got a uh got a brother in there and things started changing out a little okay. bit and let us start playing around with you know the latest music. So when you when you go back home now, how how is it? Have you been to one definitely. of those games? I, I think I've been to one in the last maybe twenty years, but it was it was definitely lit. They yeah. definitely like <laughs> you know they definitely having fun now. Which, so which you've always been attracted to music. Music yeah. is just in your blood. Yeah, definitely. Try to you know try it out everything you know. Try to make beats. Didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Rapped a little bit. You know it was cool. Matter of fact, I got a rap story for you. Okay, you got a, okay. Ooh, yeah, we definitely gonna get, we definitely gonna need that rap story. Yeah. Um, so while in school, uh, 
were there any particular subjects that you performed better in? For me, I, I, I got to always go with history. Like, I'm, I, I just love history. So I guess kind of like what I'm doing now is still even getting the history on individuals. So, you know, that was my subject. What about for you? I like science, history, lunch, and PE. <laughs> I always say get that lunch and that PE. Yeah, that man. PE, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that looks I, my, that's what my daughter, she said today. She was like... I got PE. I was yeah. like, man, you should be happy you got PE. Oh man. What you mean? I love having yeah, PE. Yeah, bro. Like, for sure. You know what that's I'm where, saying? That's where you go, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back in our old high school, we went to North Harden. Um, there was all sorts of cliques. And one that I was a part of, kind of like by default, was the whole rappers, mm. the freestyles or whatever. So they were all huddled up in the hallway before mm. class. And they would either, you know, freestyle or battle one another. Was that similar at your high school at that time or yeah. was it a little bit different? Yeah, it was a similar. But back then, people were just, um, they weren't coming up with their own raps. Okay. They would just hear somebody else. And if you can, you know, memorize somebody else's rap and uh -huh. you go against each other, yeah. whoever, you know, had the best <laughs> yeah. delivery won. And then as it transitioned, people started writing their own and you can, you know. So Tank just mentioned earlier how you had talked about like your whole life has kind of like been instilled uh, on the, in the music scene. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember that period of time when you began to fall in love with music? From the beginning, I grew up with uh, you know I grew up with two sisters, mm -hmm. so I had to hear all the you know music. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. my parents, you know, every Sunday, it's either you know you start start off gospel. Then transition to the blues and mm -hmm. all that in the afternoon. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was instilled in me. It was all around, you know. So, so growing up in Mississippi, they got a lot of underground artists. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Mr. Big, yeah. all of those guys. So, did any of those guys influence you with music, or did you have like a underground artist that you like to listen to growing up in high school? Growing up. Back then, it was more West Coast. West Coast? Yeah, it was like... In Mississippi? Cause we didn't have too many. Okay. We had Sibo, I think, but that was like, I was already out. And then, they, of course, Banner. Uh, they had M-Town Posse, and uh, it was one more person. I can't I can't recall their name right now, but uh, it wasn't too many people. We were more West Coast influenced, like, you know, the underground out that way because that's the only thing we were really getting. Of course, then Luke and then the New Orleans bouncing. Okay, we okay. got a lot of that. So, so who were the, who were those artists out west that you were uh, uh, that y'all was listening to? I know man, you said N.W.A. Definitely, I was uh, I was definitely big on Spice One, M.C.A. Sally Cell, DJ Quick, yeah. Brother Lynch, huh? <laughs> like, like I'm talking about that old school like gangster rap. So I was big on that. I don't know why, but it was it was it, definitely. Isn't uh, Snoop originally from Mississippi? Mm -hmm. What part he from? He's from Columbia. I think his grandmother was in Columbia. Okay. Columbus, something like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. so he got a little bit of that. He got some of them Southern roots. A lot yeah, of them. Yeah, everybody just migrate. Yeah. You know, they really, you know, ain't nothing wrong with migrating, but yeah, they roots. So, they, so you said Sunday started off listening to gospel music and mm -hmm. then it would get into the blues. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of those records that your parents would play? That you remember um, listening to? I know, well, you know, of course, the Shirley Caesars in the morning after church. Mm -hmm. No blues before one o'clock in the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> after one o'clock, then my dad take over, then yeah. go into the BB King, Bobby Blue Bland, uh, uh, what's that? What's the old boy's name? 
uh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, all the local and yeah. anybody from Malico Records out of Jackson. Okay. They, they was on it. They was on. They was in rotation. Yeah. Man, I remember them days, man. We used to mm -hmm. get up and we, my mother was spending mighty clouds of joy in the morning. <laughs> Yo, that's right. what she was spending on right. some Sundays. Yeah. She was spending that. Uh, but then Pops, you know, on them Saturday evenings right. and stuff, he'd spend his, <laughs> he'd spend his old records too, his Marvin C's right. and his, right. you know, the Gap Band and all of that stuff back in the day when I was coming up. So he would have all of that stuff spinning. Um, did your parents have any dealings with the music music scene? Any? Not really. They just went out. They just tell me stories about the hi hat uh -huh. and how all the people used to come through there, like Red Fox and you know the Tyke Tyke Turners, all them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, so they got to witness. Yeah, all they got to see it. And you know, yeah. uh, my mom had an old poster back in the day. I, I wish I could find it. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? But I get that frame. So <laughs> who was the po who was on the poster? BB King and um it was right after Mega Ever died. Okay. So Mega mm -hmm. Evers, is he from um he from Hattiesburg? He's from Jackson. He from Jackson. Mm -hmm. So I just seen recently, didn't you go to his what you went to his old crib, right? Mm -hmm. That that's what I do when I travel. You kinda go yeah. find those historical yeah. spots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go learn. If I got my son with me, I definitely take him so you know he can Really yeah. touched it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of re reading a the book, then we go. So I did the same thing. I went down to Birmingham, and then when I went down to Birmingham, I went down to the uh, that church where the girls, where they set on fire and those 16th girls passed Street. away. Yeah, mm -hmm. down on 16th Street. It's mm -hmm. real nice out there. That church yeah. is a real big church. I mean, they built right. it up and did some right. other things, but across the street is some, it's some, the other, whole some other park. Mm -hmm. There's a park out there with some historic stuff out there, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. That's definitely a good site to go check out if you all, uh, if anybody out there listening want to go check mm -hmm. something like that out. Definitely. Um, so growing up, you was listening to a wide range of music, like a lot of people on the West Coast, and you mm -hmm. got the blues, and you also got your gospel. Mm -hmm. um, what, is there a core, well, I guess so is the West Coast, would that be the core group of individuals that you would, that you would say you listen to? Uh, in the beginning. In the beginning, what yeah. did what did it uh, eventually evolve evolve to? I started shifting over to the south. Okay. Cause I it was like the west coast. Then when Ghetto Boys came out, mm -hmm. you had Texas. I always had New Orleans because that was a bouncing. Right. You know all the old school. You know, four juvenile. It was called what we call Magnolia Short or something like that. <laughs> so you know all that back then we grew up then. Then of course you had two live crew. You know, in Florida, so it's it slowly start shifting from the west to us. But like I say, we'll get it late because we was in Mississippi. You know, so you know when you go to New Orleans, you get to hear all the updated stuff. You know, so would saying? you say just all of those individuals kind of um, influence you to want to pursue a career in music? Um, I, I guess when I begin to start writing and then start rapping myself. That, that kind of got me into it. And then, uh, of course, New York, too. I used to have to, you remember back in the day, you used to sell the singles. Uh -huh. You go watch, watch uh, what, MTV? Not MTV, what? Uh, Yo MTV Raps. Yeah, Yo MTV Raps. Uh -huh. So the single come on, yeah. then they'll have it in the store. We had a place called JJ Record Mart, which is a landmark in uh -huh. Hattiesburg. Everybody had to stop through there as well. Um, sell these CDs, do autographs and things of that nature. So every Saturday, it'd be a new release 
Nah, I take my little three dollars, go and buy the single. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used so, to get the uh yeah. sus- I used to be subscribed to the Source magazine. Mm, so yeah. I would get the source and every now and then they may send a little tape that comes with it or mm-hmm. whatever it was. It was something more special that came yeah. with that. So I would, that was always dope. But for us we would go up to uh Avatar and uh we would go yeah, over yeah. to Avatar, go get yeah. the new music. So yeah. um right. I came that's where I got my first DJ screw tape from. That's on thirty one. 31W right on the yeah, left. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. I used to go there too to get some records. Yeah. 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 And then when I went to the army, you know, you meet all kind of people. Mm-hmm. Start meet people from New York, you know, overseas and all this. They was on a whole nother level, so okay. it made you level up. So, you know, being broke in the barracks, you know, what I'm saying you, <laughs> you just sit around, you know, they drank, you know, start busting freestyle, you know, and that's how that's how it kind of started. So early '90s, you graduate high school, mm-hmm. then you move on, you transition. You say your mother had military brochures on yeah, your bed. You joined the go. military. Yeah. Um, did you not have college on your mind? No, I barely made it out. Barely like, made it. <laughs> like I, you know how they, you know how you, uh, you take your final test, yeah, and then you come there that weekend and you go to try to look for your name on a little wall or whatever. I walked up there so slow, sweating, like, man, I hope I see my name on there. I think I started windmilling. Man, you know what? Yeah, you was happy. Yeah, I know man, that. I was I like, know. bruh. And so, so you joined the military. Mm-hmm. When you joined, how old were you? First of all, how old were you when you enlisted? Right out of high school? Fresh out. I Fresh like, out. So you probably like 18, 19. Yeah, I had got a little trouble before I uh, went in. So it's kind of like I had that little grace period. Yeah. And, uh, Took the test, yeah. That's one of those things where it says you got a couple of options. Mm. You can continue in this path and I can see you here, or you can join the military and get up out of here. Um, kinda in that sense. Mm-hmm. It was like a little slap on the wrist, but it was like, yeah, you need to go and get on out of here. So I took the uh the we call ASVAB. I took uh-huh. the ASVAB, failed it. <laughs> Told you I struggled in school, man. Yeah. So I, I um I got, I said, you know what? I really got to get up out of here. I had just got shot at. I was just like, that's that's a sign, that's you know what I'm saying? So I was like, if I'm going to get shot, I might well be in the military, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went and um, signed up, failed the test. He said, hey, man, you got to study. So I stopped hanging out with my friend, spending more time at the library, studying, went, aced it. So what branch did you join? Army. Army, what was your MOS? 19 Delta Caravan Scout. So for y'all who don't know what MOS is, that's pretty much like his job description, his job title in the military. What did what did that what did you all do? Uh we kinda like the eyes and ears of the army. Like okay. first in, last out. Pretty much go out first, you know, set up shop, you know, dig in, overwatch, pretty much okay. How many people we got here? We got eight people in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We kinda like report. Okay. A lot of people think that a weapon is the fastest thing on battlefield. It's really the radio. Yeah. Radio and the map. You got a radio in the map, 
you can call in anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, call an aircraft. You can call an engineer. You call whoever you want. See them gems right there. Yeah, man. That's the art of war. Yeah, most <laughs> definitely. That's the art of war. Yeah. So a little bit after the Gulf War ended, you joined the military. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that was a good time to join? Yeah, anytime. Anytime, yeah, I had, to, I had to get up out of there, man. I always know. I always know. People used to always say it was a period of time that was a great time to go into mm. the military for um, soldiers, especially young black soldiers. It was a stepping stone for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the reason why I asked if you think it was a good time. But I, mm-hmm. of course, for you, it was like, man, right. like me, right. I got to get up out of here. So right. you know, what I mean, it was definitely um, a good time for you to go. Man, well, man. what are some bases where you were stationed at? Oh, I've been stationed all over here. Fort Knox was my introduction. Yeah. I stepped off 1994. Um, put up at that bus. <laughs> Y'all remember Freddie? At the, at, uh, yeah, I he remember. Freddie yeah. Freddie used to own all the cabs. Yeah, he used to have the Greyhound right station. Cabs. Yeah, he used yeah. to have all the little blue cabs right. running around. That's yeah, when Freddie yeah. had that contract with Fort Knox. He was getting that paper. Fort yeah. Knox was so big, he right. was running around back and forth. Right. Fort Knox getting that paper. Right. So Caught Freddie a few times, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. And that's who took us to, uh, we, we landed in Louisville. Freddie came, got us, one of his cabs, brung us here, got on that bus here. I remember uh, that was my first time really seeing snow like uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's when we yeah. got snow, snow for real. Yeah, and I stepped out that bus and fell face first in that snow, man. And like, and <laughs> I, I, yeah, was rethinking yeah, I was that, like, what man. am I doing here, man? Yeah. This ain't it. it you bad, coming from man. that high climate down there in yeah, Mississippi man. to the freezing cold? Did you get out? How long before you got got used to it? Oh, you get acclimated pretty fast because it's like you ain't got no choice. Your body will adapt. Yeah. Like, as soon as, like, yeah, you know, I'm like, man, it's freezing up here. Like, uh, BZ and, and, and Brother Murphy tell you, like, you in the barrier, you cut on the heat or what? <laughs> Better get under that wool blanket, <laughs> call it a night, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Man, that's crazy. So you mm-hmm. also went over to Germany. Went to Germany. While you were in Germany, you, uh, like you said earlier, you, 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 you met a whole bunch of cats mm-hmm. from a whole different, from a whole bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all formed a group called 4G2. Is that 4G2 or 4002? Yeah, 4002. We we lived in a building called 4002, uh-huh. and we just, we just went shorted that 4G2. We didn't know we was. We didn't know 4G was like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just it was like, okay, four, now 4002 is cool. It's just shortening to 4G2. You know what right. I'm saying? So, uh, was that group a success? Uh, for us, because we were still in the military, I was, like, we was active due to military. We was uh, we were doing shows in Germany. The only problem was it was like, you know, the whole when we had shows, the whole barracks would come. So uh, yeah. even if it say like we pull up to a club like this, it's all us in there really performing in front of yeah, our, yeah. Our, our, our peers and every night it'd be it'd be a small crowd. But as we build that buzz. That's when this record label over there called Wicked Wax Records, uh-huh. they they uh, saw us and they were like, we want to manage y'all, and you know. How so, long? How long did that did four G four G two stay together? Uh, when we left Germany, it kind of like disbanded because okay. we was y'all we went to places. yeah all yeah. different places. You well, still kept the name. Yeah, I talk to them often, man. Like you know, go visit them when I'm in VA or Chicago. Okay. Like, yeah, that's one thing about the military. You keep. Keep tired. Yeah, yeah, keep them tired. That's kind of like the same thing Mm -hmm. for me when I was for college. Mm -hmm. Like you meet those individuals in college, man. You always keep those ties with those people too. 
a lot of lifelong friends that you Definitely. Made, you know military college and even growing up as a military brat as well. Definitely. Um. So wicked. Wicked Wax Records were, did they sign, they, they ended up signed, did you, you got signed to them or you all just did, they just managed you all? They managed, then we signed, they they saw, okay, so remember when, um, okay, Big died in 96, right? Uh-huh. So, uh, Puffy did No Way Out, right? Mm-hmm. So when Puffy them came over there for the European tour, we okay. was opening up for them type uh-huh, of deal. okay. So, uh, when they seen the reaction of the crowd, that's when they brought the paperwork. Yeah. It was more like a, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. a, uh, you know, management. Then they're like, nah, man, we need to really put some paperwork. And we were like, bro, we still act to do this. Like, we go do shows two hours away, like in Berlin and, you know, Munich and all these places. Then have to be up for PT at like 5.30, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, so yeah. you're getting like an hour of sleep, you know? So man. we were like, okay, either we gonna, y'all going to come with a lump sum of money where we can get out of the military and then do it, or, you know, but. Were, were, they, were they with that, or how were they, were they, uh, they did. Was, were they on up up and up, too? They were on up and up, too, so, okay. yeah, yeah, so it was kind of like, yeah, we knew what it was, and we just like, all right, but after we were about to leave, the one-year contract was up, we were like, all right, I'm finna go. I think I had went back to Fort Knox, matter of fact. Came back to Knox? Mm-hmm. Well, like my being, first time. Being in the military, how was it? Yeah, okay, so and that, right, that's a that right. good question. All right. Right. So it was like a juggling act, but the thing about it, we had the support of our chain of command, oh. like because we had a we had a uh, it was a, some of my army, but they had a rock band and they okay. let them go, you know, do uh shows at NWR, they would fly them back to the states. You know, but when cause we did rap, it was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, I don't know too many rappers, but you know, I was like, well, if they can go, can can we go? They were like, no. So we kind of keep it in Germany. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it was, they they gave them a little more lenient because they was right. a band. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Band, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. A little bit different. That's crazy. Yep. They probably didn't understand what rap was and yeah. what you know. Probably thought yeah. it was a fad. You know, everybody yeah. thought rap was gonna come around for a minute yeah. and then. You right. know, go on, but if you look at now, rapping through rap man. and the hip hop influences the world. all cultures across the board. The world, Everything man. you see, it has some type of hip hop yeah. connection to it, mm-hmm. any type of way, from the commercials to the, to, I mean, everything. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely. it's crazy how much hip hop has evolved. Um, and I think it's going to be around for a long time. Man, so, we ain't going nowhere. I mean? no, well. no choice. Going nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere, nowhere at all. You know we what I'm here, we here to stay now. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> here to stay. Um, after you signed to the record label, um, you guys, you said you guys went on that European tour. That mm-hmm. was the one with Puffy them. Uh, we or did one show. One? We only did one show okay. with Puffy. But when like people like Red Man and Sixty Nine Boys and Ninety Five South and all of them, I know, right? Man, I yeah. Yeah, they were hot then. They were hot at things smoking with Tissa. Right, you, back so, then. You, so that means you remember them so so deaf bass all star tape. Definitely, man. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. I yeah. think the uh the whole case was like yep. red. red. Yep. Yeah, man. I remember having that back yep. in the day, man. You said sixty nine boys. I haven't yep. heard that in a minute. Yeah they, was, yeah, they was on fire for a minute, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. on fire. I, uh so how many how many show dates did you all do with that European music tour? Oh, uh, it was like we did a lot of spot dates. Okay. But we condensed it to a tour because we were like, we'll look at the calendar and be like, all right, we got to show this day, this day, this day. Okay, well, let's just, you know, since it's falling in line, 
it's a, it's, it's a tour, you know what I'm saying? Then when they came over there, we just opened up for them. Right. So we hopped on their leg and, you know, right. went from there. I was going to say that. I remember hearing the stories back uh, when Jay and when Jay went over to Europe with uh, Jazz So mm. A lot of artists from the U.S. would always go overseas mm. and um, they would kick off their music career mm. overseas and they would blow up over there. Yeah. So you all are you you all signed this record deal. Mm-hmm. You all are uh, over there doing or touring. You're doing show dates, mm-hmm. all type of stuff. Did you all think that was your breakthrough? Almost, but we knew we were still in the military. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we kept in <laughs> kept the back of our mind. Like, like, listen, we're gonna go do this show three hours away. But listen, soon as like, soon as they close the curtain, we gotta get in the car and get back to the back on point, on post. You know what right. I'm saying? And uh, you know, get back and change and get ready for work. So it was like, we'll go out. It wasn't like a regular tour where you go out all the time. Yeah, yeah. You go out that one night, do your show, come back. Mm-hmm. You know, go out, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like dog-legging it. So in, in, in 1999, uh, you transitioned to something different within the music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you started ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. How successful was ghostwriting for you? Um, that, that's kind of like a touchy subject because okay. I wrote something for somebody in uh, Germany. I remember, and you, told, I remember yeah, you told me this yeah, story yeah, one time. Yeah. I, uh, you wrote yeah, something yeah, for somebody yeah. in Germany and something, yeah, something happened. Yeah, man. It, it, it took off for him, man. Yeah. And I ain't get not one red cent. I ain't seen them. They open up these borders. I'm getting my passport stamp and I'm going to <laughs> Nah, I ain't got <laughs> Nah, but if I do see them though, we're gonna have to have a conversation though, man. Right, for real, yeah. man. Is it something that's still played? I know you can't talk about wanna... it. Is it something that's still played I, I, or over there. Over there? Yeah, yeah, over there is because they, they seen it different over there. Like yeah. they have their own like sound. Yeah. You, but now that hip hop has kinda like, you know, bled off into it, it's kinda like you can hear the evolution of it so you know all they songs back then sounded like coolio gangster paradise okay okay they had that big sound Uh you know what i'm saying now you hear you know you might hear you know one of them young sweet flows in there so (laughs) can dollar flow you know what i'm saying and they got they got a little swag now over there you know what i'm saying some of that in there oh man so is that guy is that guy still over in germany was he based out of germany or was he military too (laughs) He was ex-military, okay. right? But he was a producer. He used to rap and all this good stuff, but he kind of like, he was kind of big over there, you know? And I was just like, you know, you know, you can you can use a little help on your bar, so, you know, yeah. he, he, you know, he had this one. And not not knowing the business back then, That's paperwork. That's I was going to say that. Is that. You did not know the business. Nah, you just, your paperwork just trying to get on. Right? It's almost like if you do a song with Beyonce right now, you already know yeah. you ain't getting nothing on that. You're going to get the back end. You ain't yeah. getting, like, she taking all. All yeah. up front. So, yeah. But it's a good look for you because yeah. it's like, and that's the way I guess I was looking at it back then. Like, man, it's going to be dope, dude. I already own. He's on Europe, MTV, blah, blah, blah. Here go a song. You know what I'm saying? Take that. Yeah. You know? He took it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your personal take today on Ghostwriting? I think it's a great idea. Like, uh-huh. I think it's a if an artist trying to get in the game, uh, that's a real good way to sustain yourself for longevity. Like, right. of course, prime example, Jay Z. Jay Z was ghostwriting for folks, and you know, and nobody really knew it, and he was stacking up. 
Yes, sir. And then, uh, no, he still goes right and forth doing his career. So what, then he wrote that, um, what's that? He wrote that uh, Still DRE. He wrote yeah. Snoop Band, Drake Great, versus right. on that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. listen to the yeah. song, you I always yeah. knew Dr. Dre, but I never knew Snoop. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew Snoop till just recently when they said he did the, he, he did the one to even, Snoop said Even that. when yeah. Snoop was rapping his verse, you can still, if you listen mm-hmm. real hard, you can catch Jay's melody and his, his, his flow with the song. Yeah. So mm-hmm. That's crazy that he wrote that a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. man. These artists write some stuff, man. Like what, what they say, Lil Yachty wrote to City Girls, mm-hmm. yeah. that City Girls hit that they yeah. got. Man. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't even, you know, how you Yeah. T.I. wrote what all the Bow Wow joint. Yeah. <laughs> he did the old Bow Wow joint. So. Tell you, man, that's what that's an extra check. But yeah, it's life. an extra check for sure. Yeah. It, me personally, I think that people often confuse collaborate, going in the studio and collaborating with somebody mm-hmm. with ghost riding. Mm-hmm. Now, if me and Chevy were to go into the studio and I write my sixteen and we craft the hook together. Mm-hmm. Chevy comes up with the hook and I spit the hook. We're collaborating on a track. Now, Chevy mm-hmm. didn't write my 16. Mm-hmm. Now, we came together and he put together the hook, so he's going to get his credit for that. But that's not necessarily. Can, would y'all consider that ghostwriting? Collaborate. Mm-hmm. I go collaboration because ghostwriting, you use reference. Right. Like, I write the whole song, I write the whole hook, mm-hmm. and then, be like, here you go. But we collaborate. Definitely gonna sign that split sheet in the yeah. beginning. <laughs> right. Definitely gonna right. do that. Definitely I'm bringing that. That's <laughs> like, my thing. I always right. said paperwork first, everything else is secondary. Mm-hmm. So you gotta make sure your paperwork is in order, no matter what you're doing in any of these businesses. Definitely. Get your paperwork in order, and then from there, then you start making mm-hmm. your moves. Definitely. You know? So I, yeah, but definitely, yeah. I think that collaborating and ghostwriting, man, the people mm-hmm. get that confused all the time. So mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to make sure we. Yeah. Uh, we separated yeah. those two. Um, so after, after yeah. you know, the group split, yeah. I, I don't want to say the group split up, yeah. but after you went your own separate ways, when did Coast to Coast mixtapes come I started State to State mixtapes, and I think I had came back from Iraq, and I was in North Carolina. Okay. And I started State to State Fort mixtapes. Bragg? Okay. Fort Bragg. I want to say, yeah. Yep. Yep. Man, my uh, homeboy yep. brother who used to be stationed out there in Fort Bragg back in the day. I remember going up to Fort Bragg as a kid, mm-hmm. visiting court, Fort Bragg in the late in the late nineties. I think y'all did, did the mall up there have like a movie theater in it or something like that. I can't yeah. remember what it was. We used to, we went out there before, yeah. man. I like Fort Bragg was definitely yeah. was definitely nice. He was he was also one of those guys in the military, like you said, mm-hmm. first in, mm-hmm. last out. He was like one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to do the whole special forces thing to where he hit the ground before right. the news and the media even got there. He's already over there. So solid professionals right there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was his thing. So okay, so you you, you we, we're talking about your military mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Tank just asked you a good question. You said it was after Iraq. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to say in 2001, I think that's that that's memorable for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2001, you began working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. For me, I graduated from high school and I went off to start college. Mm-hmm. But for everybody that's in the room, for all of us, 9 11 happened. Mm-hmm. You were still in the military when this happened. What were your thoughts or what were you thinking when you got that news? You know, it's the first time, like, 
talking about that, I guess, on camera because oh, yeah. I was actually on Fort Knox. Okay. I was on Fort Knox. We was in the motor pool working on our vehicles. And um, somebody was like, hey, come in the bay. Something happened on TV up in New York. So we all running there. We looking at it like, man, what the hell is that? Like, we didn't know what it was. And next thing I know, our, uh, our, our whole chain of command came to the motor pool. Hey, y'all go here, go there. So that was, our, that was my first time being on, like, alert. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we grabbed our Humvees, and they were like, okay, y'all go up Bullion Avenue. Uh-huh. What, right in front of Fort Knox. Yep, yep. Where the new gate at now. It yeah, wasn't no gate there. Yeah, Bullion Boulevard. I had to go there. Yeah. Put all our weapons up there. They had no ammo. But <laughs> <laughs> they they positioned us all over Fort Knox. They had the MP lock everything down. They had everything. It was like, I, I thought, I was like, I said, man, we really finna go to war. But I was like, we ain't got no ammo. If the plane come this way, I'm bagging up, bro. Like, you know what I'm right, saying? Like, like well, you know, we out here sitting ducks and then, that's when they officially locked down Fort Knox, and then I end up having to uh, work Wilson Gate, you know Wilson Road Gate. Mm -hmm. I was out there for probably like three months until they figured out how you know they was gonna do. I was checking IDs and people pulling over attitude. Why yeah. you gotta stop me? And you see ID card because we had to check everybody ID card as they came in and out of the gate. Yeah. It was real lockdown. I'm pretty sure most everybody who lived here remember, remember that. that. Yeah, it was man. really locked down. I was yep. in college. Um, I was down at Western. It was my freshman year at Western. I remember um, one of our roommates came back into the room, and he was like, man, we finna go to war. We finna go to war. And I'm thinking like, man, yeah. what's up, man? Somebody just jumped on you? <laughs> you know, and we woke right. up, and then there's music playing, right. and we seen everything happening, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Um, yeah. For me on the show, I never really like to talk about the, uh, the war stories, so... Mm -hmm. For, so let me say this. I, I like to say thank you for your service and congrats on receiving two bronze stars for your actions in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, look like BZ wants to take an intermission. Is that what you mm. stood up for? Okay, so we're going to take an intermission and we're going to jump back. We're going to pay some bills, y'all. We'll be right back with my man Chevy. Hey. Are you a creative personality or a sports analyst who wants to record your own podcast for the world to hear? Well, let me tell you. Buzzsprout is the route you want to take. What they do is amazing, and I hate for you to miss out. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics on how people are listening, and tools to promote your episodes. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. If you sign up for a pay plan, you'll receive a $20 Amazon gift card, which helps our show. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Come on over and join 100,000 other podcasters who are already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Peace. And we are back, y'all. We had to pay a couple of bills. As you all heard during the commercial, if you are looking to start your own podcast, make sure that you follow us and get at us, and we can get you set up with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is the way to go. They make sure that they get your podcast podcast on every platform that you can possibly be on. They have done great work for us. But without continuing going, we back to the show, and we here with Chevy. Now, Chevy, we was just talking about the whole Afghanistan and Iraq war. You received a lot of medals while you were over there. Um, when that war kicked off, you were deep into your music business and you were working behind the scenes. 
um, how did the war change what you were trying to accomplish at that time? Um, didn't really change nothing. It's just I couldn't be where I wanted to be. Okay. Of course, when you're about to get deployed, it's a lot of training. But everywhere the military sent me, I took advantage of it. Right, like right. They sent me anywhere. I'm going to go and find and meet the people in that area, try to plug in whoever I need to plug in with. Iraq, same thing, you know. Yeah. Of course, it's local nationals. You're doing a job. You're out on mission. But you build relationships with them, you know, the one that, you know, willing to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah they, they, everywhere yeah. is acceptable of that hip-hop culture. Yeah. So, you know. yeah, social media helped out. I think it was my MySpace days back then, you yeah, know. Everybody had <laughs> yeah. a MySpace page. Right. Man, shoot, before that, it was Black Planet. <laughs> yeah, Black Planet, that's true. Yeah, that it definitely was. Black was. Planet, Black Planet. Forgot about Black Planet, Planet boy. Yeah. That's the... Yeah, they yeah. used to jump back in the day. <laughs> sure. Um, so, after you did your tours, uh, did you come back to Fort Knox? Um, I see. I, I come back every year to visit okay. you know what i'm saying but after that like i say when i left in 2011 i want to say i went to alaska and then i uh came back and retired out of fort Bend in georgia so man i got a hmm. uh you know what hmm. i still got a relationship with a cat you connected me with hmm. from alaska mm-hmm. from cali uh hmm. chris you remember chris star mm-hmm. chris yeah. star yeah yep. he still be doing his thing yeah, too he's man. on my facebook Oh, yeah. yeah, he on my Facebook. He's on my Instagram, and we always tap yeah, in with one another. Yeah. For a minute, he was running around with, uh, what's the one battle rap dude with the tat on his face? Daylight. Yeah, he was running around with Daylight yeah, for a minute. Called Daylight. I'm going to tell you about Alaska, though, people don't know. That battle scene, me yeah. up there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I was surprised, man. Like, <laughs> Daylight came, Daylight used to come up there. Arson, what's his name, Arsenal? Mm-hmm. Arsenal, Arsenal, I think he came up. They... They be getting it in. Oh, right. it, shocked, it shocked me. I ain't going to lie. I was like, damn, bro, they really got a scene up here. Right. Well, before that, before all of that, before you moved to Alaska, mm-hmm. you were you were on Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if that was after the, uh, after the war or not. Because in 2009, that's when I moved back to mm-hmm. Radcliffe. Um, mm-hmm. And I started to see the area had grown, especially mm-hmm. on the music scene. So at that time, we had Flippin' Stack. Mm-hmm. You had Dane with Killer Camp. Yep. And then you had Bread Boy Entertainment. You mm-hmm. also had Jason. You had yep. B-Rad. You had a whole slew of artists out here rapping. Definitely. Uh, what did you think about that rap scene here at that time? I loved it because the first time I was here, it was Country Boy Records. Yeah, it was Country Boy. Yeah, I remember you know what I'm saying? Boy and, yep. And then, and then the second time I came back, Brother Tex over there, yeah. everybody had their thing going. Vance, uh, Flipper Stacks, uh, that's when Verne. Yeah, Verne. Um, it was just a lot of people. Uh, yeah, Baby Camay. G. Yeah, Camay. Camay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby G, Grip. Like, it was a lot of people, man. So I like I like, I like to sing. And that's why I, I, it helped with state to state mixtapes. Uh-huh. You know, I figure, like, you know, that'll be a dope collaboration. You know, just getting all these guys, you know, on one mixtape, you know what I'm saying, to show their skill. And, and you started State to State in mm-hmm. um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did, How long was that? How long had you been pushing that? Yeah, so um, it kicked off right before, um, kicked off right before Black Bike Week okay. in, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. 
There's some times there. So it kicked off there. Before that, I was like, okay, I was working with this uh, label, which is my family, called Wise Guys Entertainment. Yeah. And uh, we had an artist named Lil Cali. So I was pushing him. And I was like, okay. I remember, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, he's doing great too right now as well. He's kind of stepped back and, you know, got his own label. So uh, long story short, he uh, he I was pushing him, pushing all his tapes. And I was like, how can I create a bigger buzz for him? And I'm like, okay, I'm always traveling, going state to state. Hey, yeah, state, state, mixtape. Just plug in with different artists in different states and then get them to do features with him yeah. to help build his buzz up. Right. That was my thinking at first, uh-huh. but then it turned into something else. I just started meeting so many people, and they were like, what do you do, what do you do? And um, just pull up, meet them, plug in, and you know, go from there. So it was, pretty, it was a pretty good experience, and it helped launch off out there. So you still pushing that state to state mixtape series? No, I stopped doing that because <laughs> it's the internet kind of like you know, yeah. every, everybody can just upload their own now. It's like it's too easy. Why, why you you know why you need a middleman? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, you know the back the cool thing back then you know selling out the trunk you know people buying them. I used to do consignment state to state. I had all the moms and pop stores take all my CDs there, drop them off. I come back through off lead, yeah. collect that collect that little money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go press up some more, come right back, right through. back through. So I was just going <laughs> back and forth, like just, you know, flipping my mixtapes. Man, never mm-hmm. in the hustle. Chevy yeah. Yeah. Harmon yeah. wasn't paying too much, man. I'm being honest <laughs> with you, man. <laughs> hey, hey, that's how it is though. When you know the formula, yeah. you, you unlock the code. So yeah, you ain't man. Make it yeah, I was like, man, you gotta figure this out, cause you, you know. Make it happen. So I remember probably, I don't know, maybe 2007, maybe even 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought Yo Gotti up to Louisville before. <laughs> they brought Yo Gotti to Louisville. I think I remember, now that I look back, you were in, we all in pictures together. Down there at the club. What club was that? It was on 4th Street. I know, the Who fountain. Was the, name of that club? the fountain or the. Villa, Villa Fontaine. Fontaine. Yeah, Villa Fontaine. Had the upstairs. And, yeah, yeah, so we was up in, we were all up in there taking pictures. But do you remember that night everybody thought you was got it? Uh, listen. <laughs> Man, you know what's funny? <laughs> you I know? even thought you yeah. was got it. You know what's funny? I, matter of fact, I'm going to tell you who let me in that night. Rambo. Oh, he was yeah, working yeah, security yeah, yeah. out there. He was like, Chevy. Everybody was like looking at it like, who it is? <laughs> Let me go in the side door. It, it didn't make it no better, but me right. and that guy over there got a story about that man. goddess stuff. What, what happened with the goddess so, stuff, man? man? So, from the early stages of Bread Boy, we in Texas, we we hit we hit we hit the road, and I was like, "Tell what you doing, man? Like, I'm finna go state to state, man. Come on." He was like, "Let's go." Tex jumped in the jumped in the Chevy with me. We went down to Atlanta for a core DJ. We gets in the parking lot. Te- you can talk text? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> text over here shaking his head. Yeah. yeah, you can talk back yeah. there. We 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 pulled up in the parking lot, me, him, and uh Destiny, who is uh the model. And um soon as we get out the car, man, dude come rushing the car. I'm nervous. I'm like, hold up, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm reaching, you know, like hold up, y'all coming up. I'm I had my chain on and everything, like, what up, bro? Got it, man. Hey, bro, give me a drop. Give me a drop. Text over there, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, bro. So we we ran with it, 
But the boy had got a little scared at the night went on. We linked up with my uh, my, my fam, Lil Cali, and we was out walking around, hitting the, hitting the town and everything. Matter of fact, we snuck into Court DJ. Yeah. We was, man, we were finessing it because them tickets was like high, bro. So we, me, me and Tech, we kind of, you know, finessed our way in the elevator, just hopped in. Got up there. That's when we met kind of everybody. Shaka, Two Chain, back when he was Titty Boy. Okay. Yeah. Like we met everybody you need to know. That 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 one old girl from Ozone Magazine, Julie. Okay, Julie. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acom, Acom pulled up. Like everybody you need to know was there that weekend. But we were finessing our way. We weren't doing it on purpose. People just thought I would got it. And I'm like, bro, where y'all see this at? Right. But <laughs> I use it every now and then to get in places. <laughs> but what that, got, <laughs> what that got scary was when this guy, matter of fact, I, I'm, should I, I said, man, he, he cool with me now. Guy named Lil Bankhead. Uh -huh. Out of, uh, he's, he's big down in Atlanta. He's on a radio station. And man, we was just sitting in what was it, Hard Rock Cafe, eating. Me, you, Cali, and uh, we was in there eating, chilling. And the dude wouldn't leave me alone, bro. Like yeah. he kept, hey, bro, uh, come by Pool Palace, man. You know, got about thirty five hundred for you. And then, and then <laughs> text like, hey man. <laughs> <laughs> Text like, like he's gonna get text that check. Like, you red boy. <laughs> 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 you know, so I was like, hell no, <laughs> hell no. But when I when I did build a relationship with your guy, his brother, you say it all the time. He said, he said, God man, it, it, it brother man. He didn't say brother, but he said, it, dude. He could be doing shows in Cali. You could be in, no, we could be racking up, bro. Uh, yeah, not about to get me. I am in the army, bro. He's trying to get yeah. me. You know, uh, we, I always get mixed mm. up with uh, Tone, hashtag T. T man, you know I, what I'm man, saying? I thought y'all like, brothers. We always get that. Yeah. There's been people who have, like, come up to me and like, oh, what's up? They hold whole conversations <laughs> with me. I'm like, no, man, who yeah, is this? Yeah. And then they be like, yo, don't you make shirts? And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. That's my man, yeah. Tone. So, yeah, yeah man, I, I already know what it's like to get uh, confused to be somebody else, man. But I do remember that because I look back on the pictures and um, we were all there. Me, you, Woo, her season. Mm -hmm. um, it, was a, it was a whole bunch of people in there. People yeah. that I didn't even know. I was still living in Bowling Green at the time. I had dreads and everything back then. Tell you about Bowling Green. That I got a little hate for Bowling Green. Oh, I know it, man. Dang, yeah, Dane used to get on. Oh, Shout out to Dane, man. He, I said, because I had said it in front of Dane one day. I said, man, forget Bowling Green, man. He was like, man, Chevy, what's up, man? My people, man. I was like, bro, they broke in my car at a Gotti show. Yo, Gotti with the Ray J. They had it on camping. Uh -huh. And I supposed to got on the bus with them. But I was like, nah, last time they kidnapped me. So they were kind of like, I said, bro, I got to go to work. So I drove down there. And whoever did it, we parked in that, whatever, what, I don't know what Coliseum it was, but it was on campus. Yeah, I, yeah, I parked in the Diddle Arena. Yeah, but in, in, in that in, in that parking lot that's right next to it. And yeah. it, it was the indoor, um, yeah, it was the indoor garage. Indoor garage, yep, yeah. Man, whoever was professionals, because I didn't find out they broke into my car until the next day. Oh, wow. I was wondering why I was like, damn, man, what am I doing a lot? And then 
I was looking for my wallet. Like, where my wallet at? <laughs> the next, the whole next day, I'm thinking like, you know, what it was. I think they were professionals, man. Right. Yeah. Because they hit a whole bunch of cars. When I found out later, like, yeah, you weren't the only one. They hit like 30 cars. And the way they did it, they went underneath the door handle and hit it. And I was just like, Dang. that was smooth. I had to respect it, though. I was like, I never seen that. That's no one joke break the window. They ain't mess with nothing in the trunk. They didn't mess with nothing. They just went in. Bam, okay, got that, they was out. That's crazy. You remember when I first moved back down here, I didn't know mm -hmm. who you were, I didn't mm -hmm. know you at all. Mm -hmm. I came back, I was just coming back from Bowling Green, and I think we we had, a, it was a, some status that was up. And boy, I think we every we all had an exchange of words on there. You remember that? Mm. Man, but that's like 90% of the time with me, I'm always no. saying something to No, I, I remember, okay, <laughs> shout out to IG. Yeah. IG introduced us at a comedy show. Yeah, at Duke, when the Deuce was going? Yep, R. Rest R. in Peace Deuce. Deuce. Yeah, Rest yeah. in Peace to Deuce. Yeah, and yeah. Deuce was all like, man, shit, man, you know? He was cool, man. I, I, I love that dude, yeah, man. Yeah, man, me too. Yeah, he was cool. And uh, he said, um, uh, IG Walter, he said, hey, man, it's my man. He do videos, man. You need open window media. You need to, you need to get at him. <laughs> yeah. And I said, all right, I respect for you. I, I check him out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he was like, all right, cool. And then I guess time went on, and I was focused on what I focused on you. And I started seeing you popping up. I was like, okay, dude, really? Yeah. On, this, on this stuff, man. Trying to make something happen. Yeah. Coming back down here. Yep. And then, you know, me and you. We, we are, man. I'm always <laughs> bumping heads with somebody, man. Yeah, it, man hey, yeah. man, that's one thing they ain't gonna yeah. tell you, man. Like, yeah. we are always bumping heads yeah, with somebody. Listen, man, I had to, like, <laughs> That was a time for me because it was an hour. I was like, hold up, bro. I don't want to do really know what I do for it. I man. see that, and that's the thing. I, I never like... knew what. See, this is the thing that's crazy because you got to. This is, this is what's crazy. So, when I was here, when we was in school, the show, when, when the soldiers would come to Fort Knox, we always bum heads with them. Now, y'all remember them? It used to be at the bowling alley after the basketball games. Like, oh, yeah. it's the soldiers. Versus all versus Radcliffe, everybody out there banging. So I'm coming back, and I'm like, man, I don't know who is who. I'm like, man, who, who is who? You feel me? I don't know what's. I said what? Cause I'm still thinking it's that time, but it ain't that time no more. It's a totally different. It's a totally different era. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I'm like, man, who? Listen, nah, we ain't nah. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Because that's where that's what I knew, but it was totally different from back yeah. then. But through that, through that, we ended up building a relationship. And you remember, I, I you you tuned you turned me on to JCN. Mm. I was looking for JCN because mm. what was that song he had? He had some song and he was just killing it. And I, I know like, what Yo, you're I talking about. Shoot the video for that. Yeah, they seen it with all. Oh, he's and, and you turned me on to him, and I wanted to shot the video for him. That's when I was yeah. really trying to get my name yeah. out there. And yeah. I was working with Cam and Sweet. Yep. You know what I mean? Working with them, and you turned me yeah. on to Jason. But then um, you also, through, through that whole little debate that we had, mm -hmm. that's how I built the relationship with Dane. Okay. I built yeah. a relationship with Dane yeah. through that because Dane was on the road, and he's like, yeah. Hey man, uh, who is ill Will? He's on here talking to <laughs> regularly. He's yeah. like, who is that? So then we ended up linking yeah. up and then uh right. we started shooting the video together. Shooting videos together, man. So yeah. that, that was crazy. Yeah, we mean, you had our run ins It was you know, it was a learning lesson. I yeah. always say, you know, the time heals and then it's like, you know, two mountains may not ever meet but two men will. Right. So it was like, all right. 
gonna let that breathe for a minute, boy. But that 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 one night, I was at Fort Ben in Georgia. I saw it, man. My phone was on fire. <laughs> you had my phone on fire, dude. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, man. And people calling from all over. I was like, I was already on the way up. I was like, I'm trying to figure out, you know. No, I let it. I, said, I got the call, you know, from, and I said, you know, I'm going to answer the phone. And my, my mentor called me, man. He was yeah. like, I know what you think. Going, where you at? This, this. All right, I'm going to turn back around because I didn't understand uh -huh. at the time. Right. I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, to, to a lot of people credit that we got mutual friend with. Yeah. I respect them. I look them, you know, I look at them as little brothers, family, because I'm older. And then, you know, Dame always tried to mend it, woo all these people. Shout out to Woo too. Yeah. They like, bro, you know, it's you know, it is what it is. And I like, man, I don't know, bro. It might not be a good idea to bring bro around me right now, cause I don't understand right. what's going on. And after we time to time we'll see each other every now and then just be like, all right. I think you know, what's the one spot that was out in Vine Grove we ended up running to each other? When I had oh, that was doing Dame uh, with the uh, Travis Porter. Travis yeah. Porter. It was we, uh yeah. Boondocks. Yeah, Boondocks. Yeah. Boondocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, Oh, there you go, let me go out yeah. there, bro. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. And look, man, I'm, I'm straight from Bowling Green, yeah. so Bowling Green was totally <laughs> different from Radcliffe. Yeah. So the way that we were moving in mm -hmm. Bowling Green versus the way things was going now, it was totally different. But I, I, yeah. I really didn't understand. I didn't know what was going on, for real. I'm just out here like, man, yeah. look. Only thing I know is, these my guys, mm. and that's all I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And whoever yeah. it is, what it is. But you know what's so, crazy? Me and you crazy. had a lot. Like, so the thing about this area is that everybody know each other. Yeah, and that it's a, like, you know one person, you can, you can meet one person, you can find out everybody. A lot of people didn't know that. You gotta think. I've been back and forth here since '94. Yeah. This is my first time on a plane. First time leaving Mississippi like that. Yeah. And Kentucky is my second home. I say it all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, I have so much, so many family and friends here. It's like a second home. Right. So when I used to be here, I used to be on Shelby, the cab, all these places. And people didn't know I knew a lot of people. Man, you had a whole bunch of whole mutual bunch friends. Of mutual and friends. didn't even, I, and I started, they were like, bro, what's up with you, bro? I was like, listen, <laughs> they, they'll come to me and I'll just be like, yeah, I don't think bro know me, man. So it's like, nah, yeah, man, don't, you know. Yeah, yeah what it is, man, leave it, you know. I was like, all right, cool, you know what I'm saying? If you say, <laughs> I'm gonna let it ride. Cause I built a relationship by being on Shelby with you know, the Chris and Rones, and we used to hang out back mm -hmm. there. See, I, yeah. and the thing, crazy yeah. thing about that is I knew all of them from Knox. Like, mm -hmm. I, like my sister used to kick it with uh, Chris McFadden's right. sister. So, Kiwanya, yeah. my sister, back yeah. when they used to hang out behind AutoZone. Yeah. Like, I knew Grip back in the day yeah. from back yeah. on Fort Knox. He used to run with my uh, with my my right-hand man, brother Isaiah. Yeah. So I knew all of them. Yeah, you know, man. like you said, yeah. a whole bunch we of mutual friends growing yeah, up. We had a lot. You know what I mean? Just, just period. So yeah. um, I, I would later go on to find out that um, you and Twin, what's your relationship with Twins? Family. So you know Twin used to... Um, <laughs> 
record my record my partner now. Yep. You uh Tremaine the Rods. I got him. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Oh, that's Shout my guy. Man. Yeah. What's his brother name? Uh Rods. Rod. Rod. Okay. Yeah. So the reason why I said I had a, a main story, right? Uh-huh. Shout out to man. <laughs> so this is back when I was kind of like transitioning from rapping to going behind the scene. Uh-huh. We used to go to the park on Fort Knox every Sunday yeah. and hang out, right? And man, all rag clips you to pull up, it used to be a nice scene. I'm like, man, what all these women around here? Like, it, it lit, boy. Like, you know, I go yeah. you, that day, that morning, you get up early, clean your car, whip, you know, whip gang gotta be proper. So we pulled up, and me and my homeboy Stud, he from Louisiana. We were like the only two guys around here first had permanent gold. Like, I had yeah. permanent gold in my mouth, like. While I was in the military, yeah, a lot yeah, of people didn't. That. That's yeah. why people didn't know I was in the military. Nobody would, would so, think that at so, all. So, so me and him, we we had a couple songs together. I mean, we were freestyling. We were not really freestyling. We were in a little circle going back and forth. And Maine and his brother and somebody else, I cannot remember who it was. Might have been, it might be Corja. It might be yeah. Ja. It was one of them. It was probably Ja. Rest in peace, yeah. Ja, too. That's, okay. that's the other partner. He passed mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it was Jai. Okay, so yeah, they came up, and I remember man from me to go to church, yep, heritage. Yep. So man walked up, we was like going around. I spit my bars. I thought it, you know, it was hot. Man sit there just like this. He was just like, <laughs> man, just like this. He that was like, sounds just like man. He, he like, <laughs> just like that. Right, yeah. He said, "Oh, oh, you finished? Okay. Listen, that man, I never seen it before. I seen it twice, but that was the first time." Where I left off on my rhyme, uh-huh. thought I was done, you know, yeah, you know, that type of, yeah, not yeah, even do that, yeah, but I'm just, yeah, I yeah. thought I was done. Yeah, yeah I was done because he picked up where I left off and went in reverse and rapped about me. Like, oh, you thought you were this and this, this. he freestyled that. Yeah. So he, he took everything that I said, soaked it in and regurgitated back to me in a rhyme. That's how I know he freestyled. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's time, it's time. Time to throw the tie. I never seen nothing like that before. Yeah, like he was that dope. I yeah, was just he was, like, he was definitely nice. I was like, damn, I never seen it. And I was like, I give Maine the credit for really transitioning me yeah. out of the military. That's why I said I had an ill exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> put that in quote, ill exclusive. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's my man. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Twin may not remember, but mm-hmm. I remember going to uh, Twin live. He lived on the block on the at block. one point yeah. in time. Damn we street. Twin, we went to <laughs> Twin Crib when we record over there. Mm-hmm. I remember going to Twin Crib when he came back from war mm-hmm. and he lived in Rineyville and we recorded out there one time. He mm-hmm. had it in his basement. He mm-hmm. had it real decked out. Had it. You know, had it had it nice down there, but yeah, I remember um, uh, you and him. I, I remember dealing with him, but then I would later go on, like I said, to find out that you all have a connection. So that's family. Mm, he's from down the way too, from Mississippi, Columbus, okay. Mississippi, Grand Entertainment. So, okay. yeah, man, we, we was twin been up too lately. Man, I, I convinced him to move to Atlanta, and he got the studio popping. So, yeah. Grand Entertainment, and we recently just started uh, like February twenty second. We started a new company, of course, like I said, Musician Taylor LLC. Right. So uh, we we still in the branding phases of that. So, so. what is Musicians Taylor LLC? Where, okay. where do y'all do that? Mostly artist development. Artist development. Touring, merchandise, pretty much the 
the not so fun part that people don't right. do, but it's it's so necessary in this game yeah. because a lot of people we 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 made a lot of mistakes, uh -huh. but the artists who we deal with, we like, hey bro, get your paperwork straight yeah. and go see when you go to any studio, sign the split sheet. If you if you put in one word, make sure your name is on that split sheet. Start your publishing company. We trying to build it where these artists are not getting you know so. Gypped. So would you say the a, a baby rock nation? I would hope so. Yeah. 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 So that's what and, and, yeah. and that's what I have yeah. talked to uh Beezy mm -hmm. and Tex about. Um when we initially sat down and we started the formation of the whole twenty five mm -hmm. eight networks. Um under the under that under the it's it's a big umbrella. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole bunch of different parts, but one thing that we had always talked about was creating that type of energy or that type of vibe. Not necessarily me mm -hmm. managing artists or doing nothing like that, but them having that type of thing and not have, having that type of structure to where we bring these individuals in and we help them mm -hmm. create and get everything that they need out of the deal versus getting jerked. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah. a lot of people still don't know the business yeah. and they don't know the game. So we sit here and we always talk about, hey, such and such just dropped a new video, but we can't go find the music anywhere. Yeah. How can we help these individuals yeah. do that? So that's what you all do there, yeah, right? Proper rollout and all that good stuff because it's so important. Like it's so many, so many, so much music dropping, so much content dropping every day. If you don't have a proper rollout, you just dropping it and just hoping it sticks on the wall, then it's not gonna work. Yeah. You gotta have a plan, yeah. and that's where we come in at and like help build a solid plan. For if you drop a song, we trying to roll it out, and make sure it sticks for like a good six months okay. instead of like, oh, I dropped a mixtape, and then it's like, yeah, okay, the, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it, everybody in your city is hyped for about 48 hours, and after that. You don't hear about it no more. Right. But of course, you know, I remember like even with texting with Red Boy, it was like, yeah, I'm driving up because I'm hearing about the black and black party, the white out party, and all this because they had a rollout plan. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I know the independent company, but I'm just saying it's just like you have a proper rollout plan you'll get a lot more traction and people will talk about it. That's one thing that I have always mm -hmm. said that I respect it when, even when you look, either when you're looking at uh, a company mm -hmm. who is throwing parties or an artist, if their rollout plan is there, it's, it, it is up to date with what is going on, then I'm, I'm more than willing to support it. So I've seen artists who, when it was time to transition to putting your music on Apple and Tidal and, mm -hmm. and, and getting into that lane. These guys are still wanting to take their music and put it up onto these free websites. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why put it on this free website when we can start generating, you can start generating revenue. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going out here and you're, you're going to the studio and you're spending all of this money to go to the studio, recoup some of that. Mm -hmm. How can you recoup some of that? You're not gonna recoup it by putting it on this free website and mm -hmm. letting people letting people uh, listen to mm -hmm. it because they're like, oh yeah, look at my. Mm -hmm. At that time, it was look how many downloads <laughs> I had, but it was like, man, these yeah. people, you if yeah. you pay for that spotlight, mm -hmm. they automatically gonna give you mm -hmm. so oh, many, and then yeah. the rest of it, it's no way to really gauge right. the market. 
you can't gauge the market that way so i would always say hey put it out there if you have that following and you have those fans they won't mind going to spend that 99 cents or that whatever it may be you know at least start making some money back some type of okay gotta do that lead work like the reason why I say that lead work because when I dropped that state state mixtape, mm-hmm. I had a bunch of artists on there, but only a few really helped push right. it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas went on the road with me. He seen what it was, but it was like I was out there. I went to I drove 25 states by myself, selling out the trunk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you had so I had to pee for him. Yeah, that, that's where I got it from. Yeah. I got like I come up from rap hustling, real rap hustling, where you really stand on the corner. Mm-hmm. Or you really go meet people in the hood and sell your stuff. And the respect was that a lot of people didn't think I was going to come. I'm like, I meet artists on MySpace or whatever. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to get on a mixtape. I said, well, I'm going to come, you know, holler at you and meet you. And when I pull up, they like, oh, you really came. You must be crazy or something. Boy, you come over here by yourself. Right. Like, I ain't by myself, but, you know, right, right, I'm right. here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got so about when, nine brothers with me. So when, so, so when you're working with these artists, what are you looking for to, to help them expand their brand? And are they coming to you or are you actually handpicking them yourself? Uh, most, nowadays, I, we let them come to us. And if it's the energy right and they ready to really work, we call them. It's one of them things, we gotta work together. If you willing to listen and follow our plan that we got in place, then it's gonna work. But if you get to the point where you're like, eh, this ain't moving fast enough, and then you go off and do something else, then you know, when you stop, when you stop listening, we start talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's right. just that simple. And me meeting the artist, we meet them. I, I meet, shoot, I met an artist in Lexington a while ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you you could throw a rock and meet artists, somebody producing whatever but musician taylor not just artists we help him like set up like llc and stuff like that you trying to be a chef uh, uh author any kind of business it's okay. just anything it, it's just under that thing to help yeah. people be independent because everybody want a deal but i done seen where artists had a deal and they get put on the shelf like them books over there yeah man people think yeah. oh yeah i signed i yeah. signed and it's like okay yeah. yeah you signed the deal but you have to be able to yeah. put something out right. um if you took that advance money now you are in debt with the company because they want their money back so exactly. before you can do anything you have to pay that you have to pay that company so right. i remember people would always say hey such and such had the opportunity to sign for x amount of dollars mm-hmm. i would have took the deal and i'm like why would you take that deal if you know that you can't right. put out that solid project it don't make sense you know what yeah. i'm saying to do it and then i mean it was just weird it was real real weird for me because i think at that time i had been around been around the music because i i kind of came up under john Wu. Mm-hmm. but then after that i would branch off and because i was trying to start my own thing um i would do my homework and do my research so i knew back then the independent thing was the thing to do but i really didn't know that it was you know how much it took to actually be an independent you know what i mean but i i mean it was times because i don't know what it would be for me what what i would consider myself at that time but I mean, I paid for studio time yeah. <laughs> multiple yeah. times. Investor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, investor. Um, I, you know, got shirts done. This yeah. is, you know, back in the early 2000s, we doing that, all that's these That's the important, so. that, that's the part of the game the artists need. They need, they they look for managers, really, they just need uh, assistance yeah. in the beginning because 
and you can't afford to pay, you know, for certain things, you can't afford no manager. Right. So that's why I, I run from people like, I'm looking for a manager. Like, yeah. nah, I was just messing with things. <laughs> I like, we could be business partner, we can start something and then I could help you build something where you own it. Right. You know, cause I, we try to set up like, okay, you got music, but before you go to the record company, we want you to have your music, you own your own music, you got your publishing, you got your merch, merch game up, all this. So when they come to you, you have more leverage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or when you go to them, yeah. you got way more yeah, leverage. You got way more leverage. You ain't going there with your hand out. You going there like, what's up? So perfect like, example. Know. Would you say the young young Jeezy is the perfect example of that? Well, Jesus had cheat code because you know he had. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he <laughs> you can't really had say Jesus because Jesus, he well, he didn't need it. He just needed the. He, you right. know what I'm saying? Well, but still, he when he came in, so well, I guess it's kind of. I guess we yeah. can't. It's, it's kind of okay, hard. Jesus, Can we say he really sold the many the many tapes out the trunk? Because he went when he got here when Jeezy came and he really hit the scene. Hmm. He did. He, he came in. He had his deal with Bad Boy. But then he also had his own label deal, right? I, uh, I think he, yeah, I was think it, so. Was it his label deal? Like he had his own, he had his own deal too. He was with he Boys in, in the Hood, right? Yeah, because he was with Boys in the Hood when and he Wiz. came in. Shout out Wiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember Wiz, yeah, Wiz, Wiz was, was on that. Wiz yeah. was Shout on that tape. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. He was on that tape. Um, But Jeezy, however he signed that deal, we have to go back and look at that. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what he was yeah, solo. Right, yeah, right. that's it. Yeah. Right yeah. So we had a he had a a, a deal with Bad yeah. Boy as with, with group deal with um Boys with in the Hood, hood. Yeah. and then he had a solo deal with Def Jam. That's how it is. But he was able to get that because he was able to produce those numbers and say, This is how many tapes I sold out the trunk, this mm. is how many DVDs I sold out the trunk. Mm. So back to what yeah. Chevy said and what you all are trying to create is there's that leverage. Mm-hmm. So now when he come, it's more more or less what he negotiates. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, and, they, yeah. You know, yeah, he right, did. They right, did. Right. Exactly. But right. that's one thing that, that I would say, would y'all agree that when it comes to a deal, the artists need to know that you get what you negotiate? Definitely you get what you negotiate. Right. Man, your first deal probably gonna be bad. Yeah. It's not gonna, you think, it's, you know, they're gonna throw a lot of money in you, but you're gonna be like, nah, we're gonna make Way more money than what we give you. They give me you three, that mean they gonna make by twelve. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what Pete said. What Pete yeah. said when they offered him so much, yeah. he said they offered me this, and yeah. I told him no. He said my yeah. brothers got mad. Yeah, he right. said, but I knew yeah. if they said that much, we could get more. Man, you come know what on. I'm saying? Man, I seen it, man. Like I was like, bro. Yeah, but I, I look at it like, you know, in nowadays, like I say, it's too easy to start your own. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? And then like. I get prime example, uh, Freddie Gibb, Gangsta yeah, Gibb. Yeah. He just he recently just signed, uh, t- yeah, to uh, RCA, RCA. Yeah, okay. but he had his own merch. He own, you know, he yeah. had everything laid out. So I know he walked in there like, hey, "What y'all talking about?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what y'all talking about? Well, uh, what's his name was like that too then? Yeah. Uh, Tech Nine. Oh yeah. Oh, Tech Nine signed a, a huge deal later on his, down the line because his merchandise. Man, just listen, that's why I get this. like him and uh, Musa. Shout out Musa Jet Life. They kind of put me on the like you know. So Jet uh, Life, I'm glad yeah. you said Jet Life. Now, what Jet Life was that a part? That was a part of who? 
Is that a part of currency? That's currency. That's currency, mm -hmm. right? So you used to work with Jet Life, and what did you do with them? When you I just helped with merch. I was actually, uh, you can kind of say like I was an intern because Musa was showing me the game about how to sell merch, how to get the product. So now you can see like when they drop merch, it's gone. Like yeah. when currency drop, the currency drop a jacket, it's, it's sold out in like less than an hour. Like he, man, listen, that merch game is serious. You it's know what serious, I'm saying? So man, listen, man, that's I, why I say I, I, I push merch more than music nowadays. Uh -huh. Like I be like, bro, get you some merch. I don't care if you selling a pen, socks, hat, start with something. Because when you go to these shows and you get off the stage, the last thing you need to say, I thank y'all, Red Cliff, meet me at the merch table. Yeah. And walk over to the merch table, take pictures and sell your stuff. Because you, at some point, you can make, I done seen it, because I done sold merch from yeah. the table. Beasy can tell you, he done seen me in clubs set up. You know, I done seen it too. Yeah, you know, slanging yeah, it. Yeah, but it's a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, 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 so it's, it's a touring, you, like, you gotta drive, you gotta yeah. do this, and you gotta sell merch. But I remember one time, well, a lot of time, looking at the merch money and looking at the show money, like, Oh, you know this. Yeah. Is, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what you make, bro? Okay, we're good over here. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I say having merch on deck and people. If you, you if you put on a good show, and that's another thing, your show has to be yeah. uh, on point. Practice, rehearse, do sound checks, do a good show. They're gonna spin with you after the show. I promise you. Now it, it's it's funny that mm. you say that. Well, not necessarily funny, but just. Thinking back on, I remember um, being out in Evansville. We went to uh, a Gotti concert. He came, he came down, and he's about to release his album. So when the show's over, Gotti goes over to the merch table, which the merch table has been set up the whole night. So he goes over to the merch table, and everybody's like, "Oh, oh, oh!" They go over there. Yo, you want to take a picture with Gotti? You all have to pre-order. The tape to take the picture every time. So it's just like you paying yep. for yeah. a picture, yeah. but you really okay. you just purchased the tape. So you go up there, you show them that you pre-ordered the tape. Mm. Boom, you take your picture. Now you got your picture with God. That, we took a page out that book. Like when I worked the artist, hey, you gotta have some kind of merch in your hand. Oh, you want a picture? Yeah. You buy. You gotta buy a pen or something like, you know. I mean, cause it's it's only fair, like right, you yeah, just you know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, and it makes sense. Yeah. So right now at Musician Taylor, um, how many artists are you all working with? Oh, uh, right now we're only working with like two. Two. We taking just, the light. Just, just. Yeah, yeah but we we start. consult, like we do more consulting, like mm -hmm. you know we have the website up, people call, set up some time, and I just, you know do an hour conference call with them, and uh, figure out where they at, okay. and then. We can build from there what you're trying to do, what's your end goal, and then we build around that yeah. and be like, okay, we're going to put this plan together for you, but it's on you to make it work. It's only going to work if you do the work, mm -hmm. but we're here to guide you. And then certain things like shows, we got to set up certain things, you know what I'm saying, with the show, mm -hmm. merchandise, things of that nature. So, And you know. so with that company, do you all charge them a fee? In order to work with them, or mm -hmm. do you try to get your fee? Do you get something on the back end after work? Well, after working with it's them? it's budget okay. pending. You know what I'm saying? Because we know 
if it's an independent artist, yeah. of course, you know, the budget ain't gonna be that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I always tell artists, you can rap about and be in the video with Stack. You need to switch it up if you really ain't got it like that. Listen, Cause man. the producers are talking about y'all. <laughs> DJ. Man, listen, <laughs> you know how many video shoots we've been mm-hmm. on back in the day and the artist got 10 mm-hmm. stacks that he's flaunting in the video. And it's time mm. to pay for the video, and they like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, man, what happened to them 10 bands? Right. Oh, that was, you gotta turn that in. Yeah. That's what that is. That's really turning in money. That's that plug, man. <laughs> man, man. That's crazy. We made, well, when I work with artists on a certain, certain level, videos, I'm, I'm there to make sure everything runs smooth, make mm-hmm. sure everybody get paid down to the model down to the catering down to everything you know what i'm saying because what you don't want to be is talked about as yeah. an artist because oh man when the video shoot hands out there dancing all day and they ain't even pay us but they on the video stacks on deck racks on racks on racks yeah. you know all that crazy stuff can't that. you can't do it man because it'd be like then the you know the strippers are the i got called stripper the dancers in atlanta <laughs> or the A and R, so then yeah. they give you a yeah. bad rap. It's like, oh, that was they had fake money. Oh, they had uh, fake money in the video. Even though it be real, they could just say that and then they gonna run with it. And they be like, oh, we ain't messing with buddy. Yeah. He on that counterfeit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've been down to. Um, I've been down to Atlanta with Dame mm-hmm. um, a few times, and we've been to a couple of the uh, to a couple of the clubs and the dances. Mm-hmm dance to his music just to kind of get a feel and a vibe for the music and it's it's kind of crazy now that the, that the dancers are the new A&Rs of the music game how y'all feel about that it been like that I though I'm cool with it dog yeah because yeah. you gotta yeah. think if they if the dancers is gonna dance to the music you already know when you drop it at the party or the club it's already gonna well, go they gotta up. be that certain record do you mm-hmm. a Kendrick you think a Kendrick Lamar record gonna go now, it's me being a <laughs> DJ, I'm going to stop you right there. Me being a DJ, uh-huh. I've been to a kid Capri show. Okay. He dropped a Kendrick Lamar, and a Kendrick Lamar track that you wouldn't even think, like, really, he yeah. played this? And everybody is moving. So it, it, it can if yeah. it's being yeah, played so in the yeah, right, 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 right content. You know what I'm saying? You right. If mm-hmm. the right motion is going, I think you can drop Tim McGraw for you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Rick crazy. James in there and everybody will go That's crazy. crazy. You, know you know mentioned Kid Capri yeah. because uh, back in the day when uh, when Jay had when Jay Z them had the Hard Knock Life tour and they came down to Louisville, uh, we went up there. We ended up bumping into Kid Capri. I actually mm-hmm. got Kid Capri's autograph, but it was after the um, it was after the show we saw him and we like, oh, that's Kid Capri. So I guess him being from New York and he seen the way we were rushing over to him, like they were on guard, ready to go. They thought we was finna move in on them, and we, I guess, <laughs> I guess we was on super fan mode or something. Yeah, man. I seen Craig Free in Derby, riding okay. in the drop top. Yeah, yeah. I seen yeah. I seen him at Derby too. Yeah. I uh. Hmm. Met him at the Daryl Griffin, and I would yeah. say I seen a, I seen a lot of celebrities coming up, but yeah. that's the only time I actually been like starstruck yeah. and didn't know what to like. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's Kid Capri, man. So definitely, yeah, definitely. That's definitely. I met Kendrick in um, at Headliners in Louisville. Oh yeah, he was on the Tech Nine tour. Okay. 
and I I, I, I kick myself in the, in the butt every time I see him on TV. Yeah. Cause he talked to me. He got off stage. He came over to me. I don't know why. Maybe it was a, a, I don't know the guy that thing. He said, "Man, you look like somebody." <laughs> and I'm talking to this man for like 40 minutes. He just said, "Man, I'm in the studio with Dr. Dre and this and this did." And I like, "Yes, what's up, bro? I'm get your number." You know, kind of blew him off. Cause I was like focused on J Rock at the time. Yeah. Like, man, J Rock was going in. Didn't know this is Kendrick Lamar. So that's why I like when artists, I, I meet with artists, I don't care who they are. Because a few months later, I think I went to Alaska and I remember he had blew up. And I'm like, I wonder if that same dude I was talking to went back and looked at, I said, <laughs> that was Kendrick. Like, you know, kind of blew him off, but it's like, wow. But I, I, if I if I see him, I owe him an apology. You know what I'm saying? I was right. like, I, you know, man, yeah. that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. So, any artists out here that you uh, you up here in Kentucky? Any artists up here that you looking at trying to work with? Uh, you know, connect the dots with and make some things happen. Because from my understanding, Chevy is the guy who works behind the scenes that all make it happen and just kind of like could, could help propel somebody's career to the mm -hmm. next level. It depends, man. Like I'm, I'm willing to work with anybody who's ready to put in the work. Right. That's all. But if you feel like I'm your manager or you got <laughs> work for you, you you got it seriously mistaken because I do more technical stuff and more way behind the scenes okay. stuff that I can't even talk about yet because of the, you know NDA yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. thing like that. So that's why I was kind of like nervous coming here. I was like, I don't know what to talk about because I can't really talk about what I got coming up because. You know, it's yeah. you know sealed until you know. Okay, until you can yeah, yeah, till it is. So I was like, so well, maybe just reminisce. You listen, know? we had Wu come give us an exclusive, and we mm -hmm. seen it happen. Now Chevy got Chevy can't tell us, but when the dupe come out, we are gonna make sure that we yeah. remind y'all what Chevy had going on, um, mm -hmm. and, and and how everything is gonna take place. Mm -hmm. uh, Tank. You got anything else for Chevy mm. before we get out of here? He's a busy man. man. He up here working. I, I know, I know. I got so much, but you know, we're on a time crunch. Man, I got one. Tank I, for a minute, man. <laughs> young Tank. I got one. Do you have any, you know, information? Not information, as, as we would say. Do you got any artists that you have worked that's mainstream that you can tell us about? Um, I mean, I, I, there's no secret now. I, behind the scenes, I help out, like, who can I say? Because it's more, like I say, the job, some of the jobs that I do is from transition from the military mm -hmm. to the industry. Yeah. I just took everything that I learned in the military and kind of made a job out of that. Okay. That make any sense. Yeah. So when I'm working tours and things like that, you might see me, but you, then I have to go do some other stuff. So I'm trying to. See, I work with Sammy. I work with, of course, Scott ATL. Work with, um, I help out behind the scenes with the podcast. You know, David Banner podcast. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So you help uh, out behind the scenes with the David Banner mm -hmm. podcast. Shout out that. I mean, I don't do down. any technical work. It's more right. deeper than that, but yeah, no, 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 yeah, still, yeah. We're still, yeah. We're still a part of yeah. the cloth of yeah. what he has going on. That's dope. Yeah, I help out. Man, uh, any pointers you can give us, yeah. man, we need to talk after this. Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I don't know how to push the buttons and stuff, but all yeah. that. But I know, like, I know what it's supposed to look like. And I'm, and it's weird me being here because I'm used to being watching, you know, yeah. from from the back, like, you know. 
And so that's why I was like, man, I don't know how y'all supposed to sit. I ain't know how to you do relax. it. You know what I'm so, so how did how was Chevy able to put himself in that position to work with these people? Right. It's trust. It's one of them things like when you first meet people, um, they gotta know like they can trust you. Like you ain't be you ain't finna be doing no funny stuff like you know taking pictures yeah. and stuff behind his back and and you know just like you know doing weirdo stuff like yeah. you know you gotta they gotta really be able to like watch you meet you vibe like all right you all right then they, then you show them what you could do and then it's like oh yeah buddy you and it's and it's it's simple to me because i'm 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 trained mm-hmm. I'm, i've been trained to do certain things for 21 years so it, it's easy but most people think oh man that's technical said no nah, this is like sweeping the floor you know what i'm saying but that's how that's the problem solving skills and critical thinking that comes with being in the military and that skill definitely helps Okay, so we, we, we ain't gonna hold you up. Nah, good, man. We can do a whole nother part too. Yeah. We gotta bring Chevy yeah. back. You definitely gotta, gotta come back. back it's yeah, more, I think, it's, we, it's I think we missed a couple of uh, good stories from. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. We, to well, we touched a lot of stuff. I, I appreciate it. Hey, man. We gonna have to bring. We gonna have to bring you on with text. Then we gonna have to get to oh, some man. of them stories. Then man, oh, ass, you nah. gotta get to some of them stories. No, but no, no. I don't need Robin G jumping on us, man. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, gonna <laughs> need some of them stories. <laughs> man, well, you, well, you know, what I'm saying like we said, we not gonna hold Chevy up. Chevy got a lot of things going on. The world that we live in can sometimes give us a distorted view. But here, it's all about having a clearer view through conversation. So thank you for tuning in. Now you see Chevy through my eyes. Peace and blessings. Appreciate y'all having me, man. Appreciate you, man. Through My Eyes with One-Eyed Willie is available on Apple's podcast app or wherever you go to get your podcast.